God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me. I pray this time together will be edifying, exhorting, and comforting. Are you a self-made person? And if you are, what qualified you to make yourself into who you are? And let me ask you, how's that working for you? You may have wealth, you may have worldly success, you may have recognition, but what is the real quality of your life? Do you have peace in your life? Do you have joy in your life? Are you living a righteous life? Where does true fulfillment come in? Are you struggling to make sense of life and which direction to go? Are you stuck in a rut and need help to decide what to live for? If you need help channeling your energies into an eternally profitable way, then this podcast is for you. Give a listen. Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He is, therefore, our Redeemer and Savior, to say the very least. Who Jesus is to us is such a broad area to study. There are many different words that define our relationship with him. The two that I would like to deal with in this podcast is discipleship and lordship. In these two descriptive words, we are faced with the challenge to die to self and live unto Jesus. When I start this day, who will have the say? What will be done, his will or my fun? Which way will I go? living for him, or living for dough. It is the disciples' choice to ignore or hear his voice. Will I deny myself and put my agenda on the shelf? Will I pick up my cross or decide to be my own boss? Will I truly follow him or follow my own whims? Will I make him my Lord and him move towards? How will I live my life to end all its strife? How will I choose so this life I won't lose? How can I stay in him throughout all the long day? How can I be a reflection of him so that his light never dims? What motivates you? What makes you get up out of bed every morning? What allows you to fall asleep peacefully every night? There are many different motivating factors that move us. In the temptation of Christ, we can see the most basic motivators, which we will find in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. The first key for a successful Christian life I would like to mention is being led by the Spirit. Without the direction of the Holy Spirit, we would be lost even if we weren't in the wilderness. And as challenging as things are these days, we must listen not to our hearts, but to the Holy Spirit dwelling within our hearts. Verse 2. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. This was not a challenge of whether or not he was the Son of God. It was what was he going to do as the Son of God. The first motivator mentioned here is self-preservation. I don't know about you, but just 
thinking about going 40 days without eating makes me hungry. I have yet to find the grace or even think about finding the grace for such a task. Oddly enough, fasting is one way to strengthen oneself. But the issue here is what motivates us. Having food in our stomach is a great attitude adjuster, as is not having food in our stomach. Having quality food that is very tasty is another attitude adjuster. Where is our attitude towards our survival? What do we trust or who do we trust to keep us alive? What sustains or what satisfies us? Jesus had the correct answer. In verse 4 he says, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It is written. This should be our response to every temptation. We must feed upon the scriptures in a similar manner to how we feed upon natural food. Sometimes I get lost in paperwork in the morning and I don't eat breakfast or lunch and by one o'clock I am weak and tired. I feel like I need a nap and then I realize I haven't eaten all day. The same is true for our spiritual life. Without a regular diet of scripture, we will be spiritually anemic. We will lack strength to stand. What does your spiritual diet consist of? Now let's look at the next motivator. In verse 5, Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and says unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. The next temptation before Jesus began with a sneaky little trick of misquoting a verse from Psalm 91. The devil takes Jesus and puts him on top of the temple, which was somewhere around 80 feet tall, and he tempts him to jump off, saying that the angels will not let him get hurt. He'll look real cool floating down from the pinnacle to the front of the temple. It would give him great recognition. Recognition is the motivator. We all want to be known and appreciated. Are the things we do done to bless or impress? Are we showing up to be seen or are we showing up to serve? Let's continue in verse 7. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, Jesus responds with, It is written. There is no other way to successfully fight. We must pick up the sword of the Spirit to defend ourselves. Verse 8 continues. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and all the glory of them. And says unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. In this temptation we see the desire for wealth or power. With money, you can buy your way into just about anything. But does money give you peace? Real, eternal peace? Peace that passes understanding? The question arises, what do we trust in? The things that the world offers us are temporal. In Proverbs, it says, riches grow wings and fly away. So where do we place our trust? Self-preservation, recognition, 
and wealth or power. What motivates you? The devil tempted Jesus, but Jesus challenges us. He makes us come to a point of decision of what level of discipleship we will rise up to. In a conversation with his disciples, Jesus asked, Who do men say that I am? Finally, Peter responds, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus commends him, saying that flesh and blood had not revealed that to him, but the Father which is in heaven. Then Jesus begins to talk about being captured, beaten, and killed, to which Peter responds by rebuking Jesus and saying, This should not happen. To which Jesus responds, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. First, Jesus commends Peter for hearing the voice of God and then severely reproves him for listening to the voice of men. And then comes his challenge to the disciples. What are you willing to give to be with me? We pick it up in Matthew sixteen twenty four. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Being a true disciple of Jesus is not an easy task, and it should only come from one's own will. We do not follow Christ because our spouse or friends or family is following. We do it from our own heart of love for Jesus. To be a true disciple of Jesus is to walk down the straight and narrow path. It is a road of following Jesus instead of leading ourselves. It is a life where we do not follow our own agenda. In a manner, to deny oneself is to die to oneself. And the great news is that in becoming a new creation, our old man was crucified, died, and was buried. We come unto Jesus burdened and heavy laden and find that he will lighten our load and be yoked with us. Even in his request for our discipleship, he comes alongside us as a humble Lord and King to help us. We should wake up each day and ask Jesus for our assignment. What would you like me to do today, Lord Jesus? Who would you like me to bless today, Lord Jesus? How can I serve the kingdom today, Lord Jesus? That may be as simple as going to work or school or living our daily routine, but it is done unto Jesus for his glory and not our own. To be a disciple of Jesus, we must be willing to lay down our own lives. As we take up our cross, we take up the responsibilities of a disciple, of a follower. We walk in the will of our Lord. Look at this truth contained in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Jesus was not murdered. He willingly gave his life as a sacrificial lamb in exchange for us. 
He took our place. We were the ones worthy of death, but Jesus willingly stepped in and saved us. So instead of living for ourselves, we need to live unto him. The ultimate motivator in all of life is love. The Father was motivated by his love of us so that he gave his only begotten Son. Jesus was motivated by that same love and willingly gave his life for us. Are we willing to die to self and live unto Jesus? The challenge that is set before us is to not live unto ourselves. What level of service will we render unto our Lord? Will we be the servant who serves out of duty? Will we be a steward that works faithfully for our Lord? Or will we be the doulos, the bond slave, that renders service out of our love for our Lord? We were crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live. Yet not we, but Christ lives in us. And the life that we now live in the flesh, we live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved us and gave himself for us. He loved me and gave himself for me. The question is now, will I die for him?